This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Weekend sports with a difference. So I thought it'd be fun if we all went around and said our name and a little something about ourselves. I'll start. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. Will you stop your damn sniveling, son? Buck up, Bart! On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. Well, hey, we're here. Nothing's wrong. We're fine. Hi. What's up? Hi. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. It is a full sports Sunday, 9 to 11 a.m. today. I think the, I want to say the last sports Sunday. Maybe next week is the last I think next week is the last week of sports Sunday. And then we make the transition, the glorious transition to football Sunday, uh, which is our name of our show, obviously, during football season. And we will next week explain to you the whole timing of the show. It kind of gets a little bit wonky throughout the fall. We we miss some shows if the Seahawks have an early game. Uh, we have a normal 9 to 11 if they've got an afternoon game. If they have a primetime game, we have an 8 to 930. So it's all sorts of stuff that we got to keep you apprised of. So Next week, we will get you up to date on kind of how that's going to work. Uh, but we are here 9 to 11 today. We will be here 9 to 11 next week, and then it'll all kind of get a little bit different as we will transition to football Sunday. I cannot believe how fast football is approaching. It, it's like it doesn't go away anymore. You know, there's always a story about football, NFL, or college. So not all of it have been – not all of them great stories. A lot of them are pretty – there's a lot going on in football. We haven't – I mean, at least you and I haven't even talked about. We didn't said anything about Urban Meyer. We haven't really said anything about the situation at uh, OK State. I think it is. Is it was Oklahoma with the with the kid, the young man that uh oh that, that passed, passed away? away? That's yeah. Maryland. That's Maryland. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So we haven't said anything about that. So I mean, but there's a whole bunch going on in football, and that um, is true. You know. Well, last week I was out last week, and you did the AFC and NFC South division preview, correct? Yes. So this week, we'll be doing the AFC-NFC North Division preview, and the next week we'll do the West Divisions. That includes your Seattle Seahawks and your San Francisco 49ers and probably your Oakland Raiders, depending on who out there is listening. So we will uh, do that next week, but we've got the Norris Divisions, as Chris Berman would say, uh, coming up on the show today. But the reason I ask, is it coming up faster than normal, is... Normally, when we get to early August, and maybe this is just me this year, we get to early August, and I'm like, oh, football's coming back. And you start looking at the schedules, and you start seeing all the stories, and hard knock starts, and you got all this stuff going on. And this year, I don't know why, it's, what is it, the 19th? And I'm going, what? 
Football starts in a couple weeks. Really? There you go. Doesn't college football start like a random week early with like three games too? Don't we get like an an August like twenty fourth game or something like that? Usually somewhere right around there. That's when college kind of starts. But it's always like we got twenty fifth. There are four games on August twenty fifth. Yeah, like let me let me guess. Like Appalachian State. Um, are they playing? <laughs> no, but you're oh, okay. you're on the right track. Yeah, like I'm sure it's going to be all those teams. But I'll probably watch half of a quarter, less than half a quarter. Well, I mean, it'll be on, right? What else is going to be on Saturday next week? I don't know. I'm. Exactly. I'll have to look at my guide and see what it is. I'll pr- I'm pretty sure I'll find something else to watch besides that. Uh, how's UMass versus Duquesne? Oh, well, you? wait a minute. Stop traffic. Uh, 2.30, and that's not even on TV. Uh, you've got Rice got versus fire stick it or- <laughs> Rice versus Prairie View. That's mm. on ESPN+, Plus, which I guess we can't watch ESPN3 anymore during the football season unless we pay for it. That's kind of lame. Yeah, ESPN is really getting over. Can we talk about that, too? The ESPN Plus thing? Sure. I'm... I'm not super thrilled about that. Uh, we haven't mentioned anything about um, I'm trying, Jennifer. Like, man, CJ McCollum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, been awesome. So there's been, you know, there's been certain things that have happened. You know, we just, you've been gone for like. Well, yeah, so we'll get to that. Hold on. Hawaii, Colorado State. That's on CBS Sports Network. You can watch that. S- super. I'll come to your spot and watch it. And then ESPN2, 7 p.m., New Mexico State versus Wyoming. New Mexico State can be okay. When we come back next week, college football is going to have started. Yes. That's weird. Yes, it is. So that's fun. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some football. My weekends are going to be dominated now by football mm. yet again. So looking mm-hmm. forward to that. And it's always nice when it's, it's still nice out. So you can still barbecue during this football weather. These are always usually the best times to, to tailgate. Your team is still full of promise. Everybody in the Pac-12 and through every conference in college football is thinking the same thing for the most part, national championship. So that's tight. Everybody's a clean slate right now. So my wife and I, are, we, we have officially started moving into our new home. And congratulations. Thank you. Saturday is the day that our cable and internet gets switched. So perfect. College football starts. We'll be in our new house. We'll have our TV and internet switched over. Bam. That's what's up. College man. football's back. There you go. And I think also this is another reason, too, why football is surprising me this year is – I was just gone for a week in Vegas, literally like six or seven days. And this was one of the first times I've ever taken a trip where even though I watch sports on the trip, because I went to sports books, I have no earthly idea what's going on in the sports world. Like you telling me all this stuff, I was like, oh, I forgot that I did see something about the I'm trying Jennifer, right? That wasn't even on the top of my mind. I forgot, sadly, that the Maryland player passed away. Yeah. I forgot the Urban Meyer investigation was going on because I haven't. It was the most disconnected I was from sports on a vacation, I think, in my entire life. So we got back Friday and I'm here like, what's happening? That's good. I mean, that's a good thing to get, you know, to something other than sports. Like for me, this is this is always fun because I get to do this once a week, maybe twice, you know, when when high school football starts. But for the most part, I get to do this once a week. You're talking sports every day. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, through three different three-hour, four-hour shows. So I'm sure at some point you get burnt out on sports. Like, for real, I can go – I'll go three, four days and not look at anything about sports. Yeah, it is uh, – that is – I mean, everyone will say this about even jobs that are that are jobs that people want is eventually, you know, you get a little burnt out. If you're just, like, digging and researching sports stories every day and you have to talk about it, yeah, you get a little bit burned out sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, that it was a perfectly timed vacation for me in Vegas because I was I was reaching that pinnacle point where I was like, Ugh, 
Urban Meyer. Oh, no. I don't want to talk about no, this. No, yeah, I hear you. So I did a whole week of not having to talk about it, which is great. That's Yeah, that's awesome. You know, the one thing I've, I figured out about working in media and radio in particular is, or especially sports radio, is that um, even when you're not doing it, people want to ask you about sports. And I'm like, I don't know, bro. Like, I'm not, a, <laughs> not an expert. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Like, every time I go to the barbershop, I have this one barber that's just really interested in everything I say. And I'm like, bro, I've, I don't know, man. I'm just... I just like talking sports. I'm man. just a personality. I just, I'm just the guy, bro. I'm just the guy. Like, I'm just so, the guy. It's funny. So when you're not here, I know people are constantly asking you about sports, and especially yeah. probably baseball for you more than anything. Ah, uh, no. I mean, sometimes it's about the local teams. Like you, you have someone walk up and say hi and be like, "Hey, what do you think about the Blazers? Or what, what's going on with the Ducks right now?" And it's like, yeah, that's cool. I, I appreciate that people come up and talk to me. But you know, there's is also- it awesome to be famous? <sighs> I'm not famous, man. You're, you're those are lies, man. And yes, second of all, it is nice to have people come up and say hi at the level that they do to me because I'm not Isaac or Souk. Um, so it's not as frequent as I'm sure for them. But, yeah, just, you know, you don't have to talk about sports with me. If you want to say hi, just we can chat about anything, you know. What's on your mind? Sports is a good lead-in. but That is true. It's an yeah. easy way to start the conversation. All right, so we will talk about the NFC and AFC North divisions, which I guess we'll start next because I need some time to find out what on earth happened this week. Uh, so that'll be the rest of this hour. We do have Hate It or Love It coming up at 1030. And then I guess we've got I'm Trying Jennifer, and we've got, <laughs> we, which was hilarious it's from what so I saw. Funny. We've got the Urban Meyer stuff. We have the the Maryland stuff. I'm sure there's more. Oh, we have the NFL hits that you said are starting. We saw some uh, really bad illegal hits yesterday in the, in the quote game. Quote, unquote, we're using the, the, the air quotes right now. Well, they, they're not quote, unquote. They were called illegal hits. The question is, were they actually? No, they definitely weren't. So we'll talk about that probably as well. So that's coming up on the show. Text us on the Better You Today text line at 55305. You can find us on Twitter at Mike Lynch 27 is me. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. Jesse's at Jesse Osmond, A-S-Z-M-A-N. And uh, the station is at 1080 The Fan. So let's start with, you want to start AFC or NFC North? You want to lead in with Packers or you want to lead in with Steelers? I'm I mean, assuming we'll start uh, with the top team in the division. Yeah, let's start with the more interesting or the least interesting divisions. Probably the AFC. Ooh, no, I think the NFC North might be less interesting. Well, I Lions mean, at least and you have, Bears and well, at least you have the, the oh my. I mean the the Vikings and Packers, you know, yeah, in that division, yeah. and you got all right. Let's start with the AFC North then. Okay, let's do that. Although I think the Browns are very interesting. AFC North coming up next here on Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Quickly, before we get into the divisional previews, uh, promoting this year's Dirt and Sprague Fantasy Football Draft, which is this Wednesday at the Big Owls in Beaverton. It's the Progress Ridge area down there on uh, Barrows Road. You got to be there at 6 o'clock. You have to be there, first of all. You're going to be there at 6, which is when registration opens, and the draft will start at 7 o'clock. Make sure you bring a tablet or a phone or a computer that can run the draft. We're not doing like a board offline draft. We're just doing it all together on laptops and tablets so we can hang out and still do the draft together. Uh, Both Rashad and I have leagues like we have every single year. 
We both might have a couple of openings left. So if you are interested and can make it this Wednesday, again, to the Beaverton Big Owls, 6 o'clock show up time, 6 p.m., and then the draft will start at 7 p.m. Shoot us your email address on the Better You Today text line at 55305. Um, this is not exactly a for sure if you send the email you're getting into the league. We uh, have a couple of people who are currently a little bit flaky, and if they cannot make it, then we will include you in our league and send you uh, the email as well as the uh, invitation to the league. So if even if, you, if you're if you not in the league, you can still, you can still come and hang out and uh, grab some drinks at, at the at the Big Owls out there and hang out with all of us who are going to be out there. It'll be me and Rashad and Jesse will be there. And uh, Luke and Will from Center and the Saint are going to be there. We've got, obviously, Dirt and Sprague have a league. Uh, I believe that Buck from uh, Dusty and Cam has a league. We've got the Hot Chick League this year, which is Morgan, who is one of our promotions goddesses, who is going to be there. And I heard rum- rum- rumblings that Crawford might be coming up for it, but that is an unsubstantiated rumor. So... Shoot us an e- your email at uh, the Better You Today text line at 55305 if you'd like to be involved in it as a currently a backup. And uh, we will add you to the list, and then we will send the email out to you if we do need you for one of the spots in the league, and it will be much appreciated. This is always a lot of fun. We love doing this event. Uh, it's one of the few events that, that Rashad and I get to do every single year, so it's, uh, it's certainly something that if you haven't been to it before, it's just a ton of fun. It's a ton of listeners. Because there's like eight or ten leagues, all of them are ten to twelve people. There's a ton of people there. Um, we're gonna be there, so you can come say hey if you'd like, and uh, it's a fun, fun time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, I've got a W in this league. Um, I think I'm all coming. three of us have won, haven't we? Called ourselves Championship Sunday. That's yes. what the name of the show is supposed to be called, especially during like Championship and Super Bowl week. <laughs> but uh, so I'm looking forward to it, man. I got a lot of people from last year that have said they want to come back and. Uh, compete in this league so yeah man it should be a lot of fun got a couple of repeat people myself but a lot of new people as well i was out last week and souk uh promoted it on primetime and said hey if you want to go you do it and we got a ton of emails so uh those are the people who are some of the new people who will be coming into the league with me this year and uh i know jesse you didn't respond to my text i texted you and i was like hey keeping you in my league because i needed to be 12 people if you want to switch to rashad's that's fine but you didn't respond so you're still in my league for now <laughs> yeah i i really I, it's been kind of a crazy week because uh i was we we hosted a uh party for uh, a graduation party for uh my sister-in-law and then um i have the draft today that i'm hosting at my house as well so oh, we're doing back to back hosting stuff so yeah Ooh. it's been kind of crazy week and and uh, my other job's been crazy busy as well. So I have been head in the ground style, not not very uh, very good at getting back. I haven't made up my mind yet. I guess I got to talk to Rashad, see where he's at. You know, he might have already filled up the entire league with all of his buddies. Hey man, I can take 12, bro. Like, we can figure it out. So, we can I figure know. it out. I thought about the idea of back, back and forth between your guys' league, you know, since, you know, I'll probably never get a league of my own. So... <laughs> That's a movie, by the yeah, way. Yeah, nice, nice baseball reference. We should yeah. go ahead and, and, you know, rally for Jesse getting his own. Yeah. He should have his own league. He's um, a champion as well. Well, it's really funny. He's a frequent champion. Every year, uh, like, Jeff comes up and he's like, thanks for showing up. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, duh. Like, <laughs> of I, I, I would not miss this for the world. It's literally, I would say, next to my draft, like, my favorite day of the year. So. <laughs> It is a, I love it, drafting. It is a lot of fun. Yes. And if you, if you've never been, <laughs> even if you are not, 
in Maya Rashad's league, you will hear Jesse react loudly from across the room about obscenities. some sort of draft pick. Obscenities. No, no obscenities. Oh, they're going to be out there. I can't remember if – I don't think he cursed, but he – The Joyke Bell one I might have. Yeah, I think yeah. he did. Joyke Bell two years ago, he got stuck taking Joyke Bell, and he was so mad. <laughs> but last year, what I remember is I was doing the Hot Corner segment, and I – my pick came up and I didn't notice it until like 20 seconds to go. And I took Frank Gore with like my fifth pick because <laughs> I couldn't find anybody quickly enough. And Jesse just looked at me from across the room and went, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, I was trying to multitask here. This yeah, is not no, as easy as it's it looks. It's definitely easy to get caught up, you know, with, with driving. One, one year my internet just wouldn't work. And then the other year, um, which is the year I actually won, oddly enough. Um, I auto-drafted two people that I did not want, and, man. Those two people wound up being thank the Thank the right Lord, people. man. Those two people end up being the best two people on my team, one of which was Ezekiel Elliott, and I was not happy about taking the rookie at that point. Mm. And who the hell knew? Well, this year. No, it worked out for you. This year, one Very of the rookies well. is going to be uh, one of the top five picks. It's Saquon Barkley. He's going to go fast. He's going to go real fast. Yeah. Uh, he's been looking good, too, in preseason. Okay. Let's get into, again, that's uh, Wednesday, this Wednesday, at Big Al's Beaverton. You have to be there. Shoot us your email at the Better You Today text line 55305 if you'd like to be uh, considered as a backup for the league because we're kind of trying to fill our leagues at the moment. And, uh, again, Beaverton, Big Al's on Barrows Road, kind of in the Progress Ridge area, actually exactly in the Progress Ridge area out there in Beaverton. Let's get into our continuation of our NFL previews with the divisions. We did the East divisions two weeks ago. Rashad did the and Jesse did the South divisions last week. And we will do the North divisions this week. Let's start in the AFC North and let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. The the biggest intriguing thing for me about Baltimore, and maybe this is going to sound obvious, is what is Lamar Jackson going to be in the NFL? We've seen some weird stuff with him in the preseason so far. Uh, he, they did the Hall of Fame game, if you remember, and they only, they actually started Robert Griffin III, who's currently listed as their backup, over Lamar Jackson. They brought Lamar Jackson in uh, as well in that game. We've also seen reports that in practice, they've been putting Lamar Jackson at wide receiver while Joe Flacco has been quarterback or vice versa, kind of like this weird double quarterback system because uh, Lamar Jackson is really athletic, so he can kind of do it all. And I'm just very curious to see what their plan is for him because he's a first-round pick, granted the last pick of the first round, but a first-round pick. Joe Flacco's not getting any younger. And obviously Flacco, I think, will, will as long as he's healthy, he'll be the starter the whole year. But I'm very curious if they get Lamar Jackson involved in some trick play packages or anything like that. That's what I'm most fascinated about with Baltimore. I think you're going to see Lamar Jackson in the field. Um, not a lot, but enough. You know, I think you have – when you have an athlete like that, if you have Michael Vick, you're not just going to put that guy on your bench. Like, he's going to do something for you out there. Um, a, a player that comes to mind for me is Cordell Stewart. You know, and I think that's been the one comparison that we've been kind of giving to Lamar Jackson just because he can be really versatile. You can use him in a lot of different packages, and he's big enough to where you can line him up as a slot receiver, and especially in red zone situations, and play jump ball and see what happens. Like, we've seen him hurdle people – you know, en route to touchdowns in college. So we know that he's athletic enough to make it happen. But also, man, Lamar Jackson can throw the football. And as a quarterback for Baltimore, man, he gives you a way different look than Joe Flacco's going to give you. Flacco's not going to escape any pockets. He can, but it's it's 
it's not going to look pretty. When Lamar Jackson does it, man, he has Madden 2004 written all over him, and he's Mike Vick. And I think he can be one of those guys that really changes the way Baltimore is doing things. You look at the rest of uh, this AFC North, and, man, you got two, at least two other teams that are going to be competitive. I don't, and oddly, the other team I'm talking about isn't the Bengals. I think the Browns and Pittsburgh are obviously going to be better, but – Baltimore really is in a situation. They got to do something fast because they're falling behind. Even, even people are really optimistic about what Cleveland is doing right now. And if you're Baltimore, man, you can't let them gain any ground. Isn't it interesting with Baltimore that they always seem to be good in a playoff team, but yet we never ever look at them as this great team before the season starts, or at least recently we haven't, you know, the is Joe Flacco elite question, right? And, They've got kind of a hodgepodge of receivers and, and running backs. Their defense is always pretty good. But, you know, you, you look at their head coach and John Harbaugh and you go, he's a great head coach. And that's a guy right there that can get you seven, eight wins a year and get you in the playoff picture. They're almost always hanging around that nine and seven, eight and eight wild card spot in the AFC North. Now, I agree with you. I, I think that I, I don't agree with the Browns necessarily. I think the Browns will be better, but I don't know if they're going to be better than the Ravens. Um, but th- they will certainly be behind the Steelers, who are still the class of the division, still have Big Ben at quarterback. Um, as long as he stays healthy, they'll be they'll be fine. They've got Antonio Brown, who's the best receiver in the league. I guess it's arguable, but not in my mind. You've got one of the best running backs in the league in Le'Veon Bell. You've still got a solid defense. I mean, they they are still the class of the division, in my mind, uh, ahead of the Ravens. So, so what I say as far as the Browns, I, I don't mean this year. I think this year the Browns are going to win five to six games. I think that's okay for them. But I'm talking as far as moving forward, like you look at the talent that they've been able to collect over the past couple of years, like at a point, man, it's it's I think it starts to gel. And I just think it's just a matter of of having the right leadership. And that's what I mean as far as they have to do something pretty much soon, because like you said, Joe Flacco is getting older. He's not the guy that and mind you, Flacco for a lot of years is really good. I think we think of him as this scrub, you know, but Flacco for a lot of years is really good and is a Super Bowl winner and is one of the few guys to go into New England and win in route to going to the Super Bowl. So it's important to keep that in mind. But I think it's you, when you have a guy like Lamar Jackson, it's important to groom him to be the future of your franchise. So what about the Steelers is intriguing to you this year? Because to me, they're basically the same team. As long as Le'Veon Bell stops holding out and comes back. That right there. For me. That's, that's the most interesting That's the part. most interesting thing for me is, I mean, you have a guy – who's been regarded as the best running back in this league for the past four years. And this is with injuries, this is with suspensions. And yet, and still he's able to just produce. That's the parts for me. It's like, I don't, I think any other team for the most part would, you know, jump at the chance for a guy like Le'Veon Bell. And I think they will be jumping at a chance for somebody like him. Cause from all accounts, it doesn't sound like he's been a bad teammate. Doesn't sound like he's been a bad guy in the locker room. I and mean, he got suspended. You know, he got but... suspended for what? For was it for weed or for PAP? I think it was. I think it was weed, if I remember correctly. But I'm not suspending nobody for weed, man. Like, and, and I get it. Like, I, I totally understand. But it's, come on, man. I'm not suspending nobody for weed. And I'm not mad just, about it if I'm a player. And I'm, no, and exactly. If I'm a player, like I said, if this guy was a bad teammate, then I would totally get it. But he's been, by all accounts, he's done everything he was supposed to do, and he's carried his load. He he's done everything he's been supposed to do. Uh, or was supposed to do for his franchise. So why he hasn't gotten the contract that he, at least close to what he wants, is crazy to me. Yeah, why but, Why won't Why won't the Steelers pay him? They, I, they must they, have a, another plan in place. They, you know. 
Well, here here's the thing is they're they're giving him gigantic amounts of money on a year by year basis with the franchise tag, right? Instead of giving him a contract. And this is the way I look at it. I, I understand that a lot of teams are going away from paying the running backs because they want to go by committee and it works uh, in a decent way for most teams. But we have seen great running backs carry teams still to this day. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott, when he came in as a rookie, thanks to the offensive line, a lot of it too, completely carried the, that Cowboys team to the playoffs, right? And you saw when he missed a lot of the season last year just how bad they were, just how inconsistent they were. We're, we're very, very high on Saquon Barkley this year, the Penn State running back who was drafted by the Giants. And in the preseason, he's looked amazing. And all of a sudden, we're instead of us going, oh, the Giants are a middling NFC East team, we're going, well, maybe, just maybe they're a playoff team again. You got Oda Beckham Jr. back. Uh, Eli Manning is, is they've, they've said, hey, he's our quarterback for the next couple of years. You now have an elite running back. Great. Bam. Perfect. Le'Veon Bell has been a huge impact player for the Steelers. Now, the Steelers have a lot of great players, so it's not just on Bell. But if I was Pittsburgh, I would just pay the guy. I understand the running back position is fickle but in terms of injuries, but I wouldn't risk losing him because he's so PO'd at you in a year and then have him go off for three years for a different team and then get hurt. I just – I would pay Because you're still looking at a guy that's 26, you know, so Le'Veon 27, somewhere around there. Le'Veon's not old by, by NFL standards quite yet, so he's still got some room and some time to really do some stuff. And so I, 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 I totally understand if somebody has a locker room cancer – uh, if they don't pull their weight on the field, like uh, if you, anybody watched Hard Knocks and saw the whole thing with Corey Coleman, man, here's a guy that's dropping passes on the field over and over and over again, and then had the nerve to go in there and say, "Why am I working with the second team? Man, just trade me." Okay, peace. <laughs> Not a problem. Like he, he, it doesn't sound like Le'Veon's done any of those things. Here's a guy that says, "Man, I've done my part. I'd like to be paid for it, especially in consideration that some of these other guys that are getting paid." Haven't done what I've been able to do, so you should pay me for it. Anything interesting with the Bengals to you this year? No, I'm pretty. Bo- I'm they, they're boring to me. No. Andy Dahl. I mean, they got good players, but they just don't. They don't intrigue me at all. I all missed right. the good Bengals from like three years ago. I thought they were a fun team to watch, and I feel like that team is gone because Hugh Jackson left. They haven't had a good offensive coordinator since he left, and that offense is, is ugly. So there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, nah, the, there's nothing. The Bengals will win seven games, eight games. You know, they're good enough to do that. Matt Barkley and Jeff Driscoll are their backups, so you know it's going well for them if Andy Dalton gets hurt. All right, coming up next, let's dig into the Browns a little bit. With Hard Knocks, we've seen some about uh, some of the stuff going on with them in this offseason, and uh, then we will move on to the NFC North. This is Sports Sunday. Here is Jesse with SportsCenter. were made for sports this is sports sunday with mike and rashad on 1080 the fan 9 36 here on your sunday morning mike and rashad with you till 11 a.m we are continuing our previews of the nfl divisions leading up to our start of football sunday in a couple of weeks um we just talked about the ravens and the steelers and we kind of just glossed over the Bengals because sorry they're not that interesting 
Uh, the Browns are very interesting, though, and they're on hard knocks, which I think doubles the interest in the team anyway because you get to see some other stuff as the offseason or the preseason goes on. The Browns, to me, are one of the most fascinating teams in the entire NFL because they are a team that has won one game in two years, and yet Hugh Jackson still has his job, and they finally brought in what appears to be a competent quarterback, and they drafted with the number one pick a quarterback who was a risky pick but has a lot of a lot of high potential in a ceiling, which is very Brown's pick. They brought in some talent, getting Jarvis Landry. Josh Gordon's coming back. Uh, they, they signed Carlos Hyde at the running back position. Their defense has always been fairly solid, so we're not overly worried about that. But they actually appear to be a team ready to improve finally. They finally look like they're going to get out of the doldrums of the one and two wins and zero win seasons. And, I mean, I don't know what that means. Maybe that means five wins this year or something like that. But what a market improvement that would be from zero to five. And I'm just fascinated by them. They're an interesting team. They've got interesting characters on there. Guys who, who I mean, maybe just because of hard knocks are really fascinating to me. They're fun to watch. Hey, man. Oh, and by the way, they just got Josh Gordon back. So, so you're looking at a team. Listen to this offense. Just close your eyes and just – Imagine this is just any roster. Listen to the skill players. Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Tyrod Taylor is your quarterback. Mm, Nick Chubb that. is your running back. Josh Gordon on the other side. Carlos Hyde's your running back. Carlos Hyde is your, your running back, but you know, Nick Chubb is currently in the you know, he's first in the depth chart. Really? For the moment. That's weird. For the moment. So, and then, you know, Josh Gordon's coming back. Man, that's scary. You talking about you look at the rest of this AFC North. That might be outside of Pittsburgh. Na- name a name a better group than that right now. And then you talk. There's only one team right now in the whole NFC North that has any trade potential, and that's Cleveland. You've got a quarter. You got two quarterbacks, and if you watch any of the preseason, Baker Mayfield can play. Like he's he's been. And mind you, it's preseason. I get it, but he's played against some ones, and he's been really impressive. And he's made some throws that you're like, oh. Okay, he had one sideline throw that was just gorgeous in that first week. It's like, oh, okay, that's an, that's an, it's an, it was, and it was an out route, and I was like, that's an NFL throw right there. And you, you saw some of those drives. You know, you've got a quarterback that you can groom and to, to be something great. But right now, Tyrod Taylor is showing that I should still be the quarterback in in Buffalo, and you got a, a big potential to maybe trade one of those pieces and say, man, let's fill in where we kind of need to right now. I think the Browns are in an awesome position. Again, I don't think they're going to win eight games. I don't think they're going to win 12 games. But could they come out, go out there and win five, six? I think so. You tell me with these guys, those receivers, and this running back and that quarterback in that division, they can't be good. I, The way I look at it is the very much the way that I think Lynch is looking at it. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. That We – we talked for years on this show about the Jacksonville Jaguars, like probably two or three years before they actually finally popped last year about, finally. oh my gosh, look at this talent. Look at this talent. Look at this talent. Look at this talent. And what did it take? It didn't take talent to come in there and get the Jaguars moving the ball and playing defense. It took Tom Coughlin coming in there, a, a not even a coach, to come in there and change the culture of that football team to get it, the right guy in there uh, and Doug Marone. It, it, as the head coach, it, which I know Lynch doesn't think a lot of him, but it has proven uh, to be the right. 
I well, love Doug Maroney. Well, I don't know. I, I I feel like you've had that conversation with me. Where you're like, I don't know about him as a foot as an NFL coach. Well, you, you think he's kind of vanilla, right? Well, he is vanilla, it, but he I is, love but him for what he did to Syracuse. How how vanilla was Tom Coughlin? Tom Coughlin's a vanilla guy. He's a he's and a now blue they're together call. being it, vanilla it, on a non-vanilla team. It, exactly. So it, it's worked, but it, it it took changing the culture. You brought in talent, and you can tell, like on Hard Knocks, Jarvis Landry's in there just screaming from the mountaintops trying to change the culture but the culture changes in the front office it changes with your coaching staff and what do you have in your coaching staff a coaching staff that's won one game in two years although you did bring in Todd Haley to be your new offensive coordinator you did and that with the hard knocks if you've been watching it one of the most interesting things to me and this happened in week one was in the first meeting every like multiple coaches including Haley said we're not doing this right and Hugh Jackson basically said, shut up. I'm the head coach. I get to make those decisions, which I thought was kind of interesting considering you've won one game in two years, Hugh Jackson. So, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, and, and maybe, from, maybe it's also your fault for, for promoting a bad culture. So you said he was doing a, a good job well, I mean, in I some just, sense, but I don't know if that's necessarily the case. No, I, I look at some things that, you know, and hard knocks, I think, can make you a, a huge fan of someone or make you think someone is a huge douche, you know, a la Jeff Fisher. You know, I just grew to dislike Jeff Fisher even more than before I did before Hard Knocks started. Man, Hugh Jackson is somebody that I just kind of thought was, uh, we knew he was a good coordinator, but what can he be as a head coach? Some of the things he's saying, it's like, okay. You know, outside of that whole exchange with with Tyler Hay, but in the day, man, you're right. Man, I'm hey, this is this I'm I'm the captain of the ship. You're gonna do what I say we're gonna do, or you can leave. That's the way any head coach from the worst team in the league to the best one, they all, mind you, going to listen to my assistants. We're going to take every bit of, of information in that we can to make this a better friend. But, hey, this is this is my ship, and I'm going to, you know, but so I so I totally got that part, however, you know. So I don't know. I just think it's one of those things. He's, he's at practice saying some of those things. Man, why are we walking? Stop. Everybody stop right now. This whole walking stuff, this is the issue. This is why we're – Oh, and whatever. Like, and I think it's things like that. It's like, okay, man, showing those things in practice, like, man, this is not how we play football. I understand the dictator coaching. Like, I, I understand it works for Bill Belichick. It works for certain coaches, but it didn't work for Josh McDaniels. You, if for dictator, it was thirteen. Co- like, and I'm just saying, for dictator coaching to work, you have to bring something to the table that uh, the table or that the the players look at and go, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy's got some credibility. What the credibility the too. does Hugh Jackson have? Like, I'm sorry, Todd Haley has leaps and bounds credibility over a guy like Hugh Jackson who hasn't done anything other than win one game in two seasons. Uh, Todd Haley at least has been at the helm of one of the most elite offenses that we've seen in, in the last couple of years. So uh, when when you ha- when you bring in a guy like that, you don't dismiss what he has to say. You go, oh, we're doing this wrong elaborate on that now whether you agree with it or it or not that's that's up to you as the head coach but you should take that person who has that experience and, and elaborate and then maybe you go Again, oh yeah th- you're I right think, we I are think doing that's, this wrong. i think that's something I, and, I, and i totally get that but i think that's something you say to a man one of these man we're doing this wrong you don't go to your head coach and be like yo you're doing this wrong after my first man, okay well i think there's a different way and todd haley's kind of showing himself like you're kind of a you're kind of a jerk bro okay and if you've been watching hard knocks you know he's kind of a out of a hole, low key. Well, and there's so, a reason why why Ben Roethlisberger hated Todd. Yeah, Hayes. and so there you go. And so it's like, so that's how you come. Wait, hold on. Also bro. ran Don't a great offense. Like that. Yeah, also ran a great offense, but it helps that you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. 
you know, it definitely helps that you have what Jesse and you consider are is the best receiver in the league. So let's not make it like he's just been and it also helps that you have a Heinz Ward, that you have a lot of these Hall of Fame people in place to be able to do that. Better you today text line is five five three zero five. A couple texts real quick. How much will the Browns regret not taking Saquon Barkley? That's from RP one J Money. I don't think they're going to regret it. I, they needed to take a quarterback. Barkley might be great, but you're not going to take him number one overall when you're desperately in need of a quarterback. So I uh, I said I don't think they're going to regret it at all. They might regret taking Baker Mayfield over uh, Sam Darnold, but we'll see about that. Uh, this text says, The Browns are in the same category as the Timberwolves, in my opinion. Lots of talent should be good, and I won't be surprised if they are, but they got to do it before I buy stock. Opposite of the Spurs, until they actually suck, I'm not going to bet against them. I mean, the Timberwolves might be giving them a little bit too much credit because the T-Wolves have actually been in the playoffs and been good. But I see the point you're trying to make is it's a team that you don't buy in until they prove it to you first. And that is certainly going to be the Browns. One other question before we break here is very simply, why on earth did Bills fans hate Tyrod Taylor so much and want him out of town? Because I think he's actually, he's not a great quarterback, but he's a serviceable to good quarterback. And now the Bills have... uh, Nate Peterman, AJ McCarron, and Josh Allen. So. Oh, had I've had uh, this conversation. I'm going to go ahead and say at least seven or eight times since Tyrod was traded. It, it blows my mind. And, and once again, I've called out Bills Mafia. Right? Yep. Y'all suck. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Bills Mafia is going to hate that too. They're everywhere. Bills Mafia is everywhere, and they're always listening. And didn't one of the didn't what Peterman or someone just get hurt? Who was it that just got hurt in the, uh, for Buffalo? AJ McCarron, AJ McCarron, Caroline fracture of his uh, left collarbone. collarbone. Great. So I guess it's Josh Allen's turn. I'm sure that'll go well. All right, coming up next, let's uh, switch gears to the NFC North. The Minnesota Vikings, a Super Bowl favorite. Did they get better by getting Kirk Cousins? That's next here on Sports Sunday on the Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Last segment of the first hour of the show. We're on till 11 o'clock. Sports Sunday. Mike Rashad, Jesse with you. Better you today. Text line is 55305. Keep peppering those with text. We will read them on the air and uh, and read them off the air as well if we are not able to get them in during a segment. We just uh, previewed the AFC North Division. We will move on to the NFC Norris division, and we will start with the Super Bowl. Uh, not favorite, one of the many favorites out of the NFC. That is the Minnesota Vikings. And they were an amazing team last year, obviously. And they made the switch at quarterback. They let Case Keenum go. He went to Denver. They signed Kirk Cousins to the first ever fully guaranteed contract in NFL history. Uh, 90-some million dollars over three years. And, I, and to me, that's the most interesting part about this team because they're basically the same team. Uh, they get Dalvin Cook back from injury. Remember, he was their high draft pick from Florida State last year. He got hurt very early with a torn ACL. Uh, they were still fine with both McKinnon and Latavius Murray. McKinnon is now gone to San Francisco, and they've still got Murray and Dalvin Cook as their top running backs. Their receivers are largely the same. Their tight end is still Kyle Rudolph. The bit, their defense is still top, top defense. The biggest change for them is they got Kirk Cousins over Case Keenum. And frankly, to me, that is a change that that brings you from great to the best. Because last year, 
the Vikings, I mean, they, they were almost unbeatable. It felt like they went 13 and three and that was with Case Keenum. And look, Kirk Cousins is better than Case Keenum. He is a more electric quarterback than Case Keenum. We've done a segment on Kirk Cousins on the show in the past, and his stats were comparable to some of the best in the league over the last few years. So to me, this does nothing but make the Vikings even more of a threat come playoff time because they will make the playoffs. Um, now, they finished the first last year, so their schedule is going to be a little bit tougher than it was last year. That's always kind of the rub of being a good team is you get a lot of the other first-place teams in your schedule. But with Kirk Cousins, I don't think that should be a problem. And to me, he is ready. He's poised and ready to turn from undervalued great quarterback to now maybe not superstar, but constantly talked about great quarterback as a be on a great team. Listen, I'll say this. If the Minnesota Vikings have a winning season or are able to go to the playoffs considering the schedule that they have, then uh, there's no reason to consider them anything other than the best. Listen to some of the teams they have to play. They start their season with San Francisco, with a lot of, which a lot of people are considering the second best team in the NFC West, right? You know, right behind the, the Rams. Rams. Yep. Uh, then they have Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Then they play the then they play the Rams in Week Four. Then they play Philadelphia Week Five. Then they play New Orleans Week Eight. Then they play the uh, the Patriots, Green Bay, the Patriots, Seattle, back to back to back from uh, weeks 12 through 14. Like, you go ahead and you go 13-3 and three or 12-4 and four with this schedule, then, man, people should bow down in the, NF- in the NFC North. Well, but here's the thing, right? So we, we've talked about this, and it, it is very true. The AFC is weird this year, right? There's like two-ish good teams. The NFC is loaded. The Vikings, the Eagles, the Rams, the Saints, the Niners, the Packers, etc., uh, there's a little gap between those bottom two teams I mentioned in the top three are just powerhouse teams. Absolutely bonkers. Good Both sides for the most part. But man, if I had to pick one, it'd be really hard, hard pressed for me not to pick the Vikings just based on how the team is built. Uh, obviously you could very easily make arguments for the Rams or the Eagles. And I'm, and I'm sure I could do it myself as the well. Saints, Right. <laughs> I, well, I think the saints are good, but not at the same level as those three teams. But when you have a defense as staunch as that Vikings defense, and here's the thing, the Vikings defense was really good last year in uncertain certain ways, but they they underperformed in a lot of games. They are a really good team. If they get back to what you expect from the Vikings defense on a regular basis and you add Kirk Cousins to this offense, which is filled with studs, I mean, remember, Adam Thielen had his breakout season last year. They've got Stephon Diggs coming back. They've got multiple running backs. they got Kyle Rudolph. That might be the best team in the NFL right there. Actually, I, I think it is the best team in the NFL right there. And I like the way the Eagles are built, but man, that Vikings team is scary to me. No, yeah, they they it's easily the scariest team in this whole division. I mean, the Packers, as long as they have Aaron Rodgers, they'll be fine. They've made some adjustments this season, but there's nobody that's really the Patriots of <laughs> the NFC North. There's really no one that's even close to them in their talent at this point. It's just it's it's really it's night and day just between them and the Packers. It's just it, they're a totally different team. Do you think that with Kirk Cousins being added into the fold, even though the schedule is tough, like you just read off, they'll still be able to go twelve and four, thirteen and three? Uh, Do you believe? I, I, it's a tough schedule. You know the, the schedule. This this schedule. It, it's they'll they'll have to prove it. You know, I think the the the, the reason that we covet teams like Pittsburgh and New England 
And for a long time, Seattle is they they were able to prove it. They were able to go out there with a first place schedule or you know, and still have a great season and still win twelve games, still win thirteen games. Are they able to do that? And I think that's that's really the question for Philadelphia as well. You had a great season last year when you didn't have to play all the top teams. Now that you do have to play those guys, how are you going to fare? And I think that's going to be the big question. I think we'll know everything we need to know about this team by about week six. Um, three, they go three and three. And okay, they can still go on, on on a big run. But I think we'll be able to tell everything that we need to know about this Vikings team by at least week six. All right, we got a break. Let's keep it back on time. Let's wrap it up next with the Packers, the Lions, and the Bears. Um, oh, my. Oh, my. The, you know, the Packers are interesting because of Aaron Rodgers, but – I'm actually interested in his comments where he basically said his receivers were being lazy and they couldn't catch the ball, and it was one of the worst drills he's ever seen, trying to light a fire under them. They've also been under the same head coach, Mike McCarthy, for so many years, and we've kind of always heard little rumblings of them being unhappy with him there. I wonder if this might be the season where it all kind of falls apart. Um, The Lions and the Bears bringing in two new head coaches. I'm actually... The Lions are an interesting team to me, and I'll tell you why. And then the Bears have Mark Helfrich, which I think is fascinating as an offensive analyst assistant. I want to kind of see what he's going to be able to do there. So that'll be next, and then we'll move on. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 